Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Welcome back to the Christmas Around the World mini-series. Now, the idea for this series came from the crowdsourced post called Christmas Desserts Around the World. After a couple dozen listeners shared their favorite traditional desserts from the Christmases of their childhood and their home countries, I just found I wanted to learn more about the unique ways that Christmas is celebrated in various cultures around the world. So this year, we are hearing a little bit more about Christmas in Palestine, South Africa, France, Spain, and Norway. And today's guest is Kate Jack from South Africa, who is joining me for just such a fun conversation about Christmas in summertime. And when I think of the very stunning, beautiful reeds of succulents that they enjoy in South Africa, you've got to Google these. They're just gorgeous. Um, That to the tradition of relaxing around a floating pool bar, this conversation might actually have you booking tickets to the Southern Hemisphere for this Christmas. And one of the best parts of all, Kate shares her aunt's recipe for peppermint crisp pudding, one of those creamy, layered, cold desserts that would be just perfect in the summer. And we discuss at length a very new-to-me method of making caramel um, that could work in a lot of different holiday desserts. And of course, also a lot of other traditional South African Christmas dishes for Kate and her family. It is a really fun one today. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for being here and welcome Kate. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for getting on with me. It's such a pleasure. I'm looking forward to this. (laughs) Me too. So um, first, I have to ask you, is your last name Jack? That's correct. Yes. So your name is Kate Jack? Yes. That's such a great name. I'm married into the name, but I, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're like the female protagonist to a Tom Clancy novel or I don't know. <laughs> when someone heard my my husband's name, it's like, that's a brand name. <laughs> 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 that's so well said. That's true. Yeah. And you're feeling better? Much better. I might cough a little bit, but lingering a bit, but so much better. Thanks. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Okay. Well, then let's jump in and talk about mm. Christmas in South Africa. Sure. So, first of all, we know that Christmas in South Africa feels a lot different than we experience it in the Northern Hemisphere. But um, to back up a little bit, I am curious how big South Africa is and how many, like, does it cover a lot of different climate zones? Does it depend on what region you're in, what weather you're experiencing at Christmas time, or is it pretty much the same? Okay, so we won time zone, but we kind of almost could be two time zones, but officially Mm. we only won. So that gives an idea of the size. Um, We're all in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and so while our climate varies a little bit, like the west of the country where I live is winter rainfall and the east of the country is summer rainfall mm. and it can get a little bit more tropical towards the northern parts, especially the northeastern parts. Um, and some areas are a bit drier and some like you know, semi-arid, but mm. we, all, we all experience the summer, a summer Christmas. And how hot is it? 
so degrees in Celsius. Um, so that varies around the country. So it could be around mid twenties to thirties. Yeah, hot. Uh, hot enough to be in the pool. Yes, yes. <laughs> so some Christmases we do we do swim definitely. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And I guess, of course, yeah. So I'm looking. Twenty five is um, seventy seven degrees Fahrenheit. And if it goes up to 35, that's 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So um, it's definitely squarely in the summertime weather, <laughs> for sure. Summertime, yes. And it's and it's mostly dry. You can pretty much guarantee that it's not going to be a rainy Christmas day because that happens in the wintertime. So for us, it definitely is more common. We have a, a drier summer, but mm. it's quite bizarre because obviously Christmas days, I remember, and we occasionally do get rain in summer, and mm-hmm. it always seems to fall on Christmas. <laughs> so I definitely <laughs> quite a few rainy Christmases. Um, we're sitting inside, squishing inside, or but then I I do also remember Christmas days where we outside, we kind of having a picnic, um, or we swimming. So mm. that's also more common. Mm. Yeah, and generally the days around Christmas, you're going to have some hot sunny days around Christmas. Right. Okay. So I guess when I think about how warm it is in South Africa, um, I have, I I guess so much of Christmas around here is the, it's just the decorations, you know, it's the lights on the house, which of course, when it's getting dark at 4.15 or five o'clock in the evening, you enjoy them for hours. It's like a very wintry wreath. Um, Everything is so associated with cold weather. So I'm just having trouble visualizing Christmas and especially the Christmas decorations in a hot climate. Like, what does that look like if you go out and shop and there's Christmas decorations up? What do they look like? So, so bizarrely, we still hold on to quite a northern hemisphere Christmas in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely growing up, it was Christmas trees were conifers and mm. Um, we had spray on snow. <laughs> we didn't even get to in, in the cities in South Africa. Um, and even even in the winter even, time, you don't get snow. No, 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 no. I mean, in some areas, like in the mountainous inland areas, but mm. it is no no cities get snow really. Mm. Um, it's not a common thing at all. Um, so our Christmas decorations, we have. Um, tinsel and like yeah. Christmas balls, baubles, I guess. Yeah. That, that uh-huh. would be quite common. And our yes. Christmas trees would look still look quite coniferish. There's mm. been a trend in recent years to try and Africanize our Christmas decorations. So maybe I'm um, using like an African tree or beadwork is quite popular in South oh. Africa. And, and so like the decorations we made of beads or mm. wire craft or um using you know using material that's indigenous um, from South Africa like shwe shwe, which is this patterned printed mm. material it's really pretty so mm-hmm. incorporating those kind of design elements but mm. definitely growing up it was all very like snowy scenes our Christmas cards still had like snowflakes on them and it's bizarre but that was yes. a reality yeah. did it did it <laughs> feel bizarre when you were younger or did it just kind of like, cause even talking to people, there's things that I think about and I think, yeah, that is weird. I, ne- it just never occurred to me that it was weird. You know, it was just what I was used to yeah. when you were little. Did you think, why are there snowflakes on all these cards? Why is Santa? I'm- 
<laughs> we'll get no, to no, this. Just like, of course, we of course we're going to spray fake snow on our windows. I mean, that's just what we do over Christmas. I didn't think it was weird at all. Um, maybe I was just too excited about the presents, or yeah. I mean, obviously, Father Christmas has reindeer, even though they don't really work in right. In right. So <laughs> I cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, no, so no, I didn't think it was weird growing up. Definitely, um, as I'm getting older, I'm like, no, I want to, I want to celebrate Christmas in summer in South Africa. And for example, now my my mom makes a wreath for Christmas as mm. part of Advent um, celebrations. But instead of putting like conifer leaves, or she puts succulents, um, South African oh. succulents. In, in, you know, so. Like we try and do, and I've made some banting that's, so it's red and green. So I guess that's quite Christmas colors, but mm. I've made it with this shui shui material. So just to, uh, yeah, that we've got some yeah, South African or African elements to our decorations. Mm. Okay. So I just had to real quickly Google a succulent wreath because when you said that, it's like a little explosion went off in my mind of, wow, how brilliant and beautiful would that be? How gorgeous is that? Um, do succulent, succulents just grow wild? Like, is it pretty much you can just pick them and create one? Do you have to buy the succulents? Um, so my mom has them growing in our garden. So in mm-hmm. some areas in South Africa, they are growing wild. It's actually mm-hmm. quite a problem that they, because succulents are quite trendy plants, and so they're actually mm-hmm. being poached. Um, and so they, they oh. need to be protected. But they're also really easy to grow. Mm-hmm. certainly some of them and so you can easily get them in garden shops um and easily grow them in your garden so that's where my mom's got them growing in her garden so she'll just go and pick you know when she makes her wreath she'll go and pick it from her garden and and make the wreath from there that is amazing yes like i said i'm looking at some of these that's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous mm. oh i it love that feel, i feel it works so well yeah Yes. Yes. It's, it's just brilliant. It really is. Are, are there conifers around? Like when you used to make them, did you have to buy them fake or did, are there conifer trees in South Africa? So it's fake trees are pretty common in mm. South Africa. Um, there are pine plantations oh. and, and so we'd get a little mini pine tree in our, growing up in our house, we'd go and buy a little mini pine tree, mm. um, because uh, that was basically the conifer that was available for for Christmas trees, right. and and we put it in, and then yeah, we just composted afterwards. Yeah. And now we've got there's some gymnosperms. So yeah, there are a few indigenous ones. So that's what I've got now. I've got a pop plant. That's a it's a yellowwood. So it's a really pretty um, indigenous to South Africa. But yeah, conifers aren't really part of. Yeah, really grow here in the wild. No. Yes, I see. Can you tell me the name of that that you use for your Christmas tree again? What's it called? It's a yellow wood. Uh, oh, a yellow wood. All right, I gotta I gotta Google this also. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Do, does so it, it can make quite a pretty tree? Yes, it makes quite a nice pot farm tree too. I mean, they get really big and huge. Yeah. Um, they form forests in one area of the well, in pockets throughout South Africa. They form little. They form small forested areas. Uh-huh. Or bigger areas in some country in some places, mm. but um, in our garden we've got it as a big pot plant. Okay, so then we decorate the pot plant. Okay. Oh, beautiful. Oh, wow. They really do get huge. 
Yes. Yeah. They can get really, really big. Yeah. Almost like the redwoods here. Just massive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, wow. There were some really classic, really big, big ones. Okay. So sticking on this winter theme and what was weird and what was not, we had really an entertaining conversation last night because I mentioned to my family, I don't remember who all was around the dinner table, but I mentioned that I was going to be talking to someone from South Africa about their Christmas traditions. And my <laughs> my husband, it was so cute. It was almost like he was a little kid because he said it completely seriously. He said, but can Santa go to South Africa? <laughs> Which was <laughs> well, it was so funny because Santa, like, it, it was almost like he was missing the point that Santa is a fantasy character, but he was really. And then we were talking about, well, what, what, what happened? Like, would the would Santa have heat stroke in that suit? You know, would the reindeers overheat? Like, what, what would happen? So, did, <laughs> to I guess, be honest, we didn't. We didn't really care about Santa overheating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Santa doesn't wear shorts or like a, a short suit. <laughs> oh, Santa, Santa still has reindeers, uh, reindeer. Um, so, yeah, Santa can still come in summertime, definitely. Okay. We generally, growing up, we called Santa Father Christmas. Mm. And the tradition in our house was um, we'd put out some food for his reindeers and for him. Mm. The night before Christmas, on Christmas Eve, my dad was very particular about what Santa drank and ate. <laughs> oh, really? What did your dad feel strongly about? Uh, well, he had to have, I think, port or sherry or some like you know, wine type thing. And okay. he had to mince pies. Oh, um, like the English mince pies. Yes, yes, yes. So mm. that's quite a common South African, it's come from England, but it's quite okay. a common South African Christmas thing too. And then okay. I think the reindeers, my sister cared more about what they ate. They had carrots. When I was a kid, I don't <laughs> think I minded. As long as their presents came. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, yeah, he was still depicted as a red hat, big beard, yep, yep. all of this. Totally, and totally. Yeah, well, and really that sleigh. Right, so, <laughs> we, we, so often, I mean, fireplaces aren't that common in South Africa. Being a bit concerned about that, that we didn't have a fireplace. Um, and so, you know, what, what would we do? So I think we left a window open and that was totally fine. <laughs> <It> was <sunny. laughs> so just leave a window open and Santa can come through the window. It's totally fine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that is just great. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So, um, as we talk about presence, was that a big deal in South African culture? And then generally, um, was is Christmas there more of a religious, more of a secular? Um, what's what's like the the heart of Christmas, the Christmas celebration in South Africa? Hmm. So I think I'll speak more about my family. Yes, they had a lot of different cultures in South Africa, mm. different. Um, not just um, different, yeah, not just yes. different religions, but different cultures too. So they're celebrated yes. possibly in different ways. Just speaking with my friends, I know they do. And then even within um, similar cultures, maybe they would celebrate more like where their family came from. They're celebrated more like that, or maybe a lot mm. of people do have uh, British descent, and so they're celebrated mm. maybe more with mince pies or, um, yeah more British type yeah, celebration things. Um, mm. 
So with presence, or oh, and then is it more of a cultural or religious? Probably a bit of a mixture. I think definitely more and more it's just become a you know a consumer day mm. <laughs> or a day spend with family and eat yummy food and it's you know it's still it's a very common South African holiday like all all the shopping centers will be playing Christmas music and will be decorated with a tree and Christmas decorations so it's mm. quite widespread um, in South Africa. Mm. I can't remember what the first part of the question was, though. <laughs> I think I think it was just the I I I asked our presence a big deal, and as I've talked to people around the yeah. world, I found definitely more and less in certain countries. And when I talked to this week, like not it wasn't even a a part of the cultural celebration. Sure. So, so there definitely are um, growing up, and still now I'd say they still are a big deal. Mm. So getting uh, presents from Father Christmas and getting presents from family definitely definitely is a big deal mm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would Christmas dinner look like um around your table sure so so my family growing up and still now we would have a Christmas lunch mm-hmm. and my granny was one of seven siblings wow and so her siblings and her cousins and their children and my cousin, you know, my cousins of my generation, we'd all meet together. And so it could end up being quite a few people. So whoever was in Cape Town. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it'd also be cousins, other family or neighbors or friends who would also come. Wow. And so it could end up being quite a big group of people. Yes. So often you wouldn't be sitting ar- around an actual table. So there'd right. be a table of food and then it would be, you know, and often because the weather's quite nice, we'd just be sitting around on picnic blankets outside or around chairs and, you know, meal eating off laps. Um, it was quite informal, mm-hmm. I guess, just because sometimes the numbers were quite big. Mm-hmm. But the food around our table was lunch. And so people would bring it prepared beforehand but it would be all cold things so it'd be different salads mm. and then cold like roast meat but that had cooled down so mm. like we'd have gammon and chicken and um beef fillets wow. and um yeah i think those wow. are the main meats and then whatever salads potato salad normal like a kind of tomatoes, lettuce mm-hmm. salad, and then a whole range, whatever people made, like there'd be such a big range of different salads depending on number of people and mm. what people like to make. And yeah, and then that would be the main meal and then it would be lots of different desserts. Mm. Mm. Did you say the first protein, did you say it was gammon? <laughs> yes, gammon. What is that? Gammon is, that's um, ham. Oh. But that's been smoked. Oh. Um, it's kind of like a, a like a roast yeah i'm not i don't know it's kind of a smoke so rather than like bacon is smoked but it's all sliced thinly mm-hmm. this would be uh i don't know what cut of the animal it is yeah it's still uh, i'm i'm looking it up it's yeah. still on the bone it's almost like our yes, um our easter ham yes it's, it's, ham. i think that would probably be another yeah. way to describe it yeah and it's, so it's kind it, of smoked before, and then like you kind of cook it in water, and then mm. and then you glaze the top with um, it's like a mustard sugary glaze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
we eat it cold, but mm-hmm. well, I mean, I guess you could eat it hot, but always at Christmas, we ate it cold sliced. Mm, mm. Well, I love that. It sounds like you guys really embraced low effort preparation for Christmas dinner. Yes. And because it was, you know, it would be hot generally. So then all the food was cold and, um, you know, everyone contributed something. And so no one was left with making everything. Right. Right. Um, Well, and your favorite contribution was peppermint crisp pudding, which you shared with us. So tell us about that. So that's definitely my favorite dessert. Mm. I was just thinking now, it's not something that I've never contributed, but my aunt Audrey <laughs> always used to make it. <laughs> I was definitely one of the eaters rather than the contributors. Of that. <laughs> that is an important role. Let's not diminish it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so growing up, yeah, my aunt Audrey would make that, and now my sister makes it because my aunt lives in Australia. Mm. Um, and I assist my my sister, but she's definitely she's definitely got the better layering technique than I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Um, so yes, I think also for my family, it's what's you know the must-have Christmas pudding. So there's mm. some things that we just have every Christmas. Yes, and you know the salads change depending on who comes. Do they want to make potato salad or rice salad or whatever? But and some of the puddings also change. It can be pavlova or trifle or cheesecake or brownies or whatever. But we always, always, always have peppermint crisp pudding. It's always peppermint crisp pudding is the constant. <laughs> yes, it is always the constant. Yes, yes. So for people listening who haven't seen the Christmas Around the World uh, episode, mm-hmm. haven't seen the pictures of it, go ahead and describe the layers of the peppermint crisp pudding. Okay, so it would be made with caramel so it's caramelized mm-hmm. condensed milk mm-hmm. or we can actually in south africa we can buy it just as a product it's mm-hmm. ready made caramel mm-hmm. so it's kind of gooey sweet creamy mm-hmm. caramel and then that's layered with tennis biscuits which are kind of quite sweet mm-hmm. crackers i guess i don't know yes. if i'm describing it well but so they actually have coconut in them and they're a bit sweet and they're kind of crumbly um Maybe like a cookie, but yeah, cookie cracker type thing. You know, um, I didn't know. I bought something that I thought was the most similar to them. I did not know that tennis biscuits have um, coconut in them. Yeah. So I think like sometimes they can't even be called coconut biscuits. Um, oh. But it's not like the dominant flavor, but I think mm-hmm. that is that they are in them. They're just kind mm-hmm. of like a sweet. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know what what would be American equivalent. I I think yes, are probably not are too bland, or no, wouldn't be totally equivalent. Mm -mm. Um, you said graham crackers wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're the graham crackers a little more crumbly, and this kind of biscuits a little more firm. I'm trying to remember what I used, so I can say it out loud right now. But, um, oh, I. I don't, I don't quite remember what I used, but if you look in the show notes, it'll be in there. <laughs> if you look in the recipe, I, I did put in everything that I used to Americanize this because, um, yeah, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't find, I couldn't find a lot of the things, especially this peppermint crisp. This is a very South African thing. I think so. So, so peppermint crisp pudding for our family has always been a Christmas pudding, but it's actually, it's not a Christmas pudding generally in South Africa. Um, so people use it at all times of the year for different celebrations or meals. And um, 
it's but peppermint crisp, the chocolate, the candy, you can eat all year round. But yeah. and <laughs> well, and so and pudding too. But then the pudding, the key one of the key ingredients is this peppermint crisp, which mm. is it's quite an unusual candy that it's this like crispy peppermint inside, mm-hmm. not like a soft peppermint inside, and then thin layer of chocolate around the outside. And so to make peppermint crisp pudding, you have this mm-hmm. layer of caramel, layer of cream, layer of biscuit. Mm-hmm. Um and then a layer of chopped up peppermint crisp. Mm. Um, I was thinking like think of an equivalent, and I don't think there is. So I think it is just a South African candy. I don't know if it's found in other countries. Well, um, I I looked yeah. it up, and um, so th- this I'll tell you what I ended up using, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm ashamed to admit this to you. It actually didn't <laughs> have a peppermint flavor because when I <laughs> I know when I looked it up, I thought to myself, oh, that looks like a Nestle Crunch bar. And so, mm-hmm. and at Christmas time in the U.S., they do come out with a peppermint flavored Nestle Crunch bar. Mm-hmm. And I also did think that Nestle is actually, isn't it a South African company or maybe it, I, I, there seemed to be a strong connection between Nestle and South Africa, although I can't recall it at the moment. And so I used um, a Nestle Crunch bar, which is like uh, the crunch comes from actually, I think more like um, dried. H- have you ever had like Rice Krispie um, cereal? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like I think the crunch comes from something a little bit more like that. It's not except for it's not airy. And so I I use that just because I could easily put my hands on it. It looked like it. And because at Christmas time they do come out with a peppermint version of it. Mm. <laughs> so that's that's Oh, I think when I looked on Amazon, I think I actually looked for a peppermint crisp bar and they did sell it. It was incredibly expensive, but um so, so. It was it was made by Nestle, and so I was like, okay, I bet that's like the Nestle Crunch Bar, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, sure, find <laughs> the right texture, but that's totally fine. You have to try and make a plan with what you've got. Um, yeah. So, so on Amazon, the yeah, peppermint yes. crisp bar is um, it's twenty five dollars for six, so that's like four dollars a bar. <laughs> That sounds insane. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, it's, not big, it's not a fancy chocolate in South Africa at all. So there is South. I think Nestle is Swiss, but there's definitely they've got oh. they they in South Africa. So like it's South African made candy in South mm. Africa, um, and maybe mm-hmm. they've got a South African base here. Um, yes. So it's, it's the local one of the local chocolates that you can and right candy right. that you can get here yes. in South Africa. Right. And even if you get it on Amazon, it does say product of South Africa. So it's made, it is made there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a, it's not a fancy one at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think. So I used to, I lived in Ethiopia for a little while. And one Mm. time I brought back peppermint crisp from South Africa to Ethiopia and I made peppermint crisp pudding. Mm. And an American who was there said, this tastes like Christmas. (laughs) Oh, well, um, yes, the chocolate peppermint combination for sure. Right. And so I'm just trying to think if you can find, like you said, maybe the Nestle bar in over Christmas time, you could mm-hmm. use that. Yes. But like, I don't know if you could maybe replicate it with like other peppermint candies that are maybe hard candies that you just break up into little pieces and then, yes, you know, have well, chocolate and then like break that up into little pieces that might replicate 
the the tastes. The other thing I wondered if I could do, but again, I was trying to like produce so many of these desserts so quickly to (laughs) to photograph, but I thought, well, as long as it looks somewhat faithful. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like really popular here in the US. We make peppermint bark. So we... um, you basically just melt chocolate and then you've pounded up um, candy canes, you know, and you sprinkle it on top and then it all hardens together. So I think if you, if you did that and then kind of um, broke that up, then you would have definitely the, the chocolate and like the hard peppermint um, you would have that. And I I feel like I still want to do it because I, I know we emailed about this. I'm really having trouble reconciling the caramel and peppermint. I've never seen those flavors together. (laughs) <laughs> okay so they work out really really well <laughs> I'm biased <laughs> that's so funny that yeah it's just such a standard dessert so like I don't it's not popular in other ways yeah um trying to think how else we eat caramel like surely you only eat it in bed because pudding or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, suppose, um banoffee pie a little bit you know which mm. is more a British dessert mm-hmm. but Definitely peppermint crisp is more common than banaki pie. Interesting. Um, yeah, in South Africa. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think doing the candy cane, the peppermint kind of candy cane, and breaking that, that up quite a bit, and then either making the bark or just chopping up mm-hmm. plain chocolate into little pieces, and then using that as like mixing that with the candy cane and then using that as a sprinkle on one of the layers. Mm-hmm. I think that could work quite well. Together, that would like, be a more faithful... Peppermint. Yeah, a more so it's quite yeah. a strong peppermint flavor. Um, no, I wouldn't even use no, it's not super strong, no. And okay. it's not actually like the, the peppermint inside bit of a peppermint crisp isn't solid like a candy cane. Um well it's, it's softened with all that. Yeah, it's it's been, yeah. I mean, it's been in this layered um yes. dessert, frozen and then defrosted. So yeah, it's definitely mm. softened. Absolutely. So it's not just like you're not biting down on these chunks of peppermint. Right. You're more just like getting a bit of peppermint. A little hit. Yes. A hit of of peppermint. A jolt. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And um, describe once you told me about this, once you taught me this, I Googled it and it's it's not that unusual, but in case it's unusual to others, (laughs) can you describe the process, um, especially if they're going to go back and read through your recipe? for making the caramel from the sweetened condensed milk. This was brand new to me. Sure. So uh, it's a bit embarrassing. I haven't actually ever done that myself. That's okay. (laughs) We always just buy the ready prepared caramel. Mm. And in South Africa, it's called caramel treat, but it's basically a ton of caramel, Mm -hmm. caramelized condensed milk. Um, Mm. But I think the process is that you get a ton of condensed milk Mm-hmm. And then you take the outer paper wrapper off. And mm-hmm. then sometimes if the wrapper has glue attached to it, yes, you know, to stick it onto the tin, and you just scrape that glue off because otherwise you're going to basically be boiling it in the tin that's sealed mm. in water. So you don't want the glue to um, melt off the tin and then land on the right. pot. Right. right. And then, yeah. And then I think you boil it for a few hours, but kind of at quite a low temperature. So it's not boiling boiling it's yeah just kind of simmering yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that's more the the impression mm-hmm. and then yeah when you open it up it, it caramelizes inside but i don't speak from actual personal experience i remember my aunt telling me about the the um, glue trick 
Yes. Yeah. Well, this is just fascinating to me because I mean, have have you seen her do it? Do you know? I, I guess, well, for, my first thought was, doesn't it explode? But I guess it's truly, truly vacuum packed. So none of that, I guess I just feel like when something heats, like it expands. So how does that, how does that not explode? That's, that's just a science question. I'll have to ask one of my kids, but also um, <laughs> I guess because it's not evaporating, none of mm. the, it it doesn't, the, um, the liquid level doesn't lower. It's still the same mm-hmm. amount. It's just that the sugars have caramelized inside the tin. So I was reading it up a little bit and mm. it sounds like it's actually the milk reaction. There's some like oh. reaction that's happening with the milk. And I guess condensed milk doesn't have much liquid in it anyway. Like oh. it's, you know, like condensed milk obviously has some liquid in it, but it's mm. you know, so much sugar, sugar milk ratios, quite you know, the, the ratio of sugar to milk, there's a lot of sugar mm-hmm. in it. So maybe that's one reason why it doesn't expand because there's actually not that much water in it in a condensed milk. Ah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so maybe Yes. Well, this is definitely something to try. I think I need to do a second yeah. pass at this dessert because I did nothing, <laughs> nothing the way your family does it. <laughs> that's okay. It still looked beautiful and it sounded like it tasted yummy too. So oh, okay. I, I think I told you, I think like the last step is to freeze it and then you defrost it. And it never made, I did, I did put it in the fridge for a couple hours, but then after oh, yeah, I photographed cool. it, like literally my family. So I have four sons. So my four kids and my <laughs> husband just stood around the Island. I mean, no plates, no bowls. Everybody's just scooping out of Fantastic. it. I think, I think a nephew was here and he maybe got his own bowls since he's not quite immediate family. <laughs> and it was Brilliant. delicious. Yeah. So if, if you're listening and you like the idea of this dessert, there's a lot of ways to make it happen. I mean, listen, it's just another cold, gooey, sweet, layered Absolutely. dessert. Like Absolutely. you just can't go wrong. <laughs> you're putting a whole lot of yummy ingredients together. They can yeah. end up going <laughs> So right. I don't think it's yeah, essential to freeze it. I think mm. you know, my my aunt and my mom used to like like doing that because it's just something you can make ahead. Mm. So you don't have to make it the day before or you, know, you can make it a few weeks before or whatever, as long as you can withstand not eating it before yeah. Christmas. But <laughs> you know, it just makes it it just makes the Christmas prep easier. Right. Right. Frozen, you know, made before, frozen for a few weeks and then just um brought out mm-hmm. on the day to defrost. Yeah. And then it's it, it does last in the freezer, which is just a benefit for prep, but it's not actually right. essential. You probably want to leave it in the fridge for, but just to kind of the biscuits and everything kind of to mush together yes. a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah. And it was in there long enough for that to happen. And I think the other yeah. thing we neglected to say, because I started to like really push you on these ingredients, is that the caramel layer, you mix it with um, like whipped cream. Mm. So there's two ways of making the pudding. You could mm. either mix it with the whipped cream mm. or you could actually go and keep it separate, but you just layer it kind of one on top of the other. Okay. So then it ends up kind of, it does kind of end up mixing. Right. But it's right. The layer okay. So my aunt always used to make it not mixed, but mm. I think the tradi- more traditional way of doing it in South Africa is to mix the cream and the, and the caramel together. That okay. both taste yummy, slightly different texture. Right, right. So yeah, either way, people know there's a there's an added creamy element for extra oh, yes. extra magic. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And it just I guess makes the biscuit just you know, it's 
probably got a bit more moisture, so it just makes the biscuit more squishy and mm. gooey. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. delicious. So delicious. Mm. So I feel like the one thing we haven't really talked about is um what this is so interesting as I talk to people. Um I guess I never really thought about how we use the term Christmas very generically to apply to like this entire season. And for some people, Advent is a huge deal. And then it ends on Christmas day. Now I've talked to people where um, Christmas day is kind of almost the beginning. And then it goes to epiphany. Um, Some people, Christmas Eve is the main event and Christmas day is just relaxed. So in, in South Africa, I guess in general, or maybe just more specifically in your family, what was like the Christmas season? And then what um, what did you do to celebrate as you went along, not just on Christmas day? So there definitely is a before Christmas season, mm-hmm. partly that's commercial, you know, like you, mm-hmm. like I said, in the, in the shopping centers, there'll be Christmas carols playing and Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will start putting up Christmas trees and Christmas decorations and that in in their houses and there'll be lights so even though our light are it's mm. only dark a bit later we still do christmas <laughs> lights um some some people do it in the houses it's not super common but there definitely are people who do that mm. and then in the city for example there's a lights display um so christmas carol like outdoor christmas carol events are quite popular mm. like in gardens botanical gardens or outside in the community that that would definitely be happening wow. um school christmas plays are reasonably popular so carol services at schools mm. our schools end for the school year in beginning of december well now kind of more mid-december oh, right um, so you get kind christmas. of the end of year thing yes mm. you get christmas over summer break yes i, I yes. didn't think about this <laughs> like it is truly truly relaxed Yes, so like yeah. it's change of the school year, it's a change of the calendar year. Yeah. So just a random, random story with that. So our Father Christmas always used to bring us our stationery for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> your 2023 um, station or your new year. Yeah, that's so cool. Yep, yep. <laughs> so like we'd get glue and scissors and uh, markers and and then we'd get some other like little candy and things like that too. But definitely stationery, like the stationery list we got from school would appear in our stocking every year. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like your school supplies. I see. Yes. Maybe yeah. get a school backpack, you know, or whatever, you know, some school supplies would definitely be included in Christmas presents. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's also synchronized the end of the year, the yes. end of the school year. This makes so much sense. Wow. So after yeah, so it is still quite popular to have an end of school year thing would be a carol service um yes. or nativity play would be an end of year school. In your thing. schools, so you would do a nativity play, like a religious nativity play. Um yes, I'm trying to think how popular it's still huh. more junior schools, maybe less so now because schools are more mixed and mm-hmm. there's definitely more religions. So our school People still like singing carols. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so our school does when it's not a, we actually do it at a local church. So our school students can, I guess, choose to be part of it if they want to. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it's not a, it's not a school, school event, but it is kind of. Right. <laughs> but I, I see. Think it's a, 
yeah, we, it's not like everyone has to be part of it because it's a school thing, but it's right people who choose to, yeah. I see. And then, and then, yeah, oh, so I was talking, and then, yeah, Christmas. So and for my family, Christmas Day was definitely the big lunch, big event. Sometimes mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, we'd do like a smaller, because that was a big extended family thing on Christmas Day. Right. So sometimes on Christmas Eve, we'd do maybe a smaller family thing, or we'd go to church maybe Christmas Eve afternoon, or we'd mm-hmm. go Christmas um, midnight service. Uh-huh. Um, so it varies, I think, quite a bit. I know quite a few people who still also do Christmas Eve, and then maybe Christmas Day isn't such a big event for them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it really depends on different families. I'd yeah. probably go Christmas Day is bigger, but it, it really it's up to different families. Yeah, I think I think it depends a little bit also on um, I think if you're Catholic, Christmas Eve just tends to be a big day in their religious calendar. So that Mm -hmm. tends to be the bigger celebration as well. Sure. And so in the same way, also with Advent, Mm -hmm. are you just are you doing carol services or going to Christmas parties like um, they are they're like children's outdoor Christmas parties where they can't they're fundraising events, Mm. but father christmas comes and they sing some songs and yeah they just have a picnic outside yeah and so that would all be happening before christmas and then christmas day would happen and then there'd be some things after christmas so epiphany would be really maybe if you're anglican uh not it's not really such a big thing mm-hmm. the post christmas things yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about your family? Did it kind of end on? Uh, did it end on um, on Christmas Day? The celebrations? Mostly, I think. Also, <laughs> because everyone bought their own, bought you know food to share on our Christmas lunch. Often there wasn't huge amounts of leftovers, <laughs> or people were taking you know, various bits of leftovers home. <laughs> so, sometimes we'd only be left with like chicken or whatever, which is a nice way, but. Um, uh, we wouldn't be doing silly Christmas things for too long afterwards. No. Right. And I guess then the next, generally between Christmas and New Year is holidays for everyone. Like mm-hmm. school is still um, on holiday uh, or vacation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people do take off. And like businesses often close between Christmas and New Year. Wow. And so it really is a holiday season mm-hmm. for most people. So yeah. going to the beach or relaxing in various ways that would still be happening um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right right you're still on break christmas. but you're yeah christmas is kind of behind you except for your your yeah. relaxing and yeah i think that's yeah. how it is yeah. mostly here in the u.s um yeah. yeah yeah so one last question when you when you said that occasionally you've been swimming on christmas day mm-hmm. where was that was that at the pool or was it at the beach where was that so it's reasonably common for people to have their own pools in their gardens. Mm-hmm. So we, where we would do Christmas, we'd, we'd go to a family member's house and we'd have Christmas there. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the house or in the garden. And if they had a pool and the weather was decent, we'd end up in the pool. Um, yeah, so it'd be a pool in someone's, like the private pool in the garden. I see. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Love it. Yes. Love it. Well, I, you gave us, <laughs> yeah, such a wonderful visual and some great memories. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? Just related to random story related to the pool is a thing that's become 
yeah, a thing after Christmas is we have lilos, which are, I don't know, that's a South African word, but basically like inflatable, small pool, inflatable raft things. Oh, yeah. And, uh-huh. um, <laughs> and it's turned into a pool bar quite often at my aunt's house because, aunt and uncle's house, because it has like little holes in it, I guess, for floating, but we fill, fill them with ice and then we put drinks in them. <laughs> and then we all put them <laughs> in the pool, we'll sit in the pool or with our feet floating in the pool. And then we like this lilo just floats around and then with drinks in it. And so it's just become this pool bar, which is, a, yeah. Something oh, that's, we... that's amazing. <laughs> that is just an amazing, amazing Christmas visual. I love it. Well, how, how about New Year's? I guess the same thing you can celebrate. I mean, is it light until 10 o'clock at night on New Year's? Are you? Not, not that late. So I guess where we are, we don't, what time does it get dark? We have quite a, in Cape Town, we have quite a long dusk period. Mm. So it gets dark gradually, but eight-ish. I, I okay. don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not good at keeping track of time, but it's, it's definitely not as late as 10. Okay. But often it would be an outdoor event um, mm-hmm. with rice so barbecue type food yeah. then. Or we'd be camping. Because um, you know, everyone would be on vacation. So right. it, yeah, it would be some relaxed outdoor event most most likely. Amazing. Yeah. Your, your Christmas and New Year's is similar in a lot of ways to our 4th of July, which is right, almost, right. you know, polar opposite the time of the, you know, for the time of the year mm. and the, and the season. So amazing how much our celebrations are dictated by just weather yeah. and our memories. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kate. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I don't think so. Okay. I've loved this. <laughs> this has been so Thanks fun. so much for the chat. It's been so fun to chat to you. Oh, I remember it's... all the Christmas stories. So thank you so much. Yes, it's been absolutely my fit. Um, sorry, my pleasure. And what's that word again? Li- a Lila? A, a floaty in the pool? Oh, Lilo. A Lilo. <laughs> I'm always going to think of that now on Christmas. A Lilo in the pool. <laughs> I'll be jealous of you. <laughs> I'll try. I'll send you a picture of a of the pool bar. <laughs> yes, do that. Do that. Please do. Please do. All sure. right. Well, thank you so much, Kate. I hope you have a great evening. You too. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you all again for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. You can find Kate's recipe for the peppermint crisp pudding on uh, the website right there in the show notes. You can see a link. You can also try out any of the Christmas desserts around the world that were contributed by the Storied Recipe podcast community members. That link is in the show notes as well. And you can listen to all the episodes in this series. We've got Palestine, Spain, South Africa, France, and Norway, of course. Yes, yes. Picturesque Norway. (laughs) Thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great week, my friends.